Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The following podcast was originally recorded as a live stream for YouTube on December 6th, 2020, and has been edited slightly to account for the fact that you can't see what's going on, like my guest using his electric razor as he's being introduced. Proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to the Just Another Live Stream fancy event that I like to put on once a week. Today I'm joined by a, I'm not really quite sure how to describe him. He's a podcaster, super nice guy. He's out of the great state of Texas. Let's not try to hold that against him. I'm trying to make him, I'm trying to make him laugh over the microphone. Anyway, let's just, let's just bring him in. Frank A. Rencon from Half Hour Ways. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, Frank's not me off guard. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. I welcome. To, I forgot to tell you we were doing this today. <laughs> uh, thank you. It's great to be on. Yes, I'm from the great state of Texas. Uh, uh, don't hold that against me. We're we're big and uh, uh, we're oddly shaped, but we have deserts and ocean and uh, a whole bunch of middle space, but it's a great place to live. Is everything truly bigger in Texas? Well, uh, for talking about my... Uh, um, I was gonna. I, I wanted to make a joke about my weight, but I can't get there. But yes, if we're talking about about my weight, then yes, everything is bigger. Texas. I guess if I were to move to Rhode Island, I would like slim down tremendously. So in the movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure, there is a scene when he is in Texas, and to prove he's on the phone with somebody, and to prove to them that he is in Texas, he sings out, "The stars at night are big and bright," and then everybody around him. Deep in, Deep in the heart of Texas. Texas. Is that, can I do that? If I went to Texas, would that happen? Oh, uh, you know what? 20 years ago, that would have <laughs> definitely happened uh, because it was like a running joke. You know, we, uh, I'd be with friends. Someone would do that. And then you would always get that. I don't know if you would anymore, but it's worth a shot. And you know what? People, people would love you for it. I think if I ever get to Texas, I'm, I'm just going to try it. <laughs> And then anybody yeah. who does it, I'm going to give them a dollar. There you go. Just going to give them a dollar. That's a great way to make friends is to give them money. But speaking of not being able to go anywhere, how are you holding up during the pandemic? Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, things are well. I, I'm one of those lucky people that have been able to work from home uh, this whole time. So um, I've actually, you know, that first month was kind of difficult. But uh, uh, now I've secretly kind of fallen in love with it, and I don't want to go back to the office. <laughs> it is amazing. No. It is just so good. But I realize there's a lot of people who are not working, and, uh, you know, I feel for them. 
Uh, as for on a social side, uh, it has been virtually nothing. You know, I do a podcast with Brad and Bill called Half Hour Wasted, and we meet every two weeks. That's always nice. You know, we have nice text chains going. Uh, that's some good communication. I've done a couple of Zoom events with friends, and that's been a lot of fun. But for the most part, it's just me, my dog, NASA, and we go for walks, and I work, and I've been playing a lot of video games. Yeah. How's NASA? NASA's good. She's sleeping. Uh, guys out there, you may hear her snore during the uh, during the event because uh, she just came and rolled up next to me. But she's doing really well. Uh, I was telling Stephen before we even started recording today, uh, I took her out on a long walk. So she's nice and tired. And uh, she should sleep for us uh, well. She's she's a needy dog. She usually needs to come up and, and it needs a lot of petting and stuff. But, uh, but she seems to be okay right now. And I purposely have some treats here in case she nice. she comes here, then I can toss them away. But uh, yeah, I've been, I've been doing okay during the, uh, the whole COVID thing. It is lonely, but I've been getting a lot of stuff done around the house. Can I, well, can yeah. I ask you, how have you been doing? How, how are you handling the whole COVID thing? I'm handling it great. I mean, I don't want to belittle the, the people who are out of work or, of course, the, the, the tragedy behind COVID, but I feel like this is something I was built for because I'm, I am a fairly antisocial person. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm agoraphobic, but if I could, if I could get everything done from home, have everything delivered, just maybe not go out all that often, (laughs) then, then I'm a pretty happy guy. So I'm, this is pretty much, this has made things really nice for my soul. Yeah, but I, uh, at the same time, it's really hard to uh, it's hard to sit back and go, this is great because I don't I, I can use this as an excuse not to go anywhere. And then you re- realize all the people that have that have lost their life because of it. And so you feel bad. But, you know, we're hanging in there. The family's good. We are very good about staying away from other people. Um, I'm pretty much the only person that goes out and I just go out to get the groceries and uh the, the few times that any of the kids have gone out with me, we all wear our masks. We're mask wearers. We, we follow all the rules. So, yeah, so I'm, a, I'm so a rule follower, too, when, when it comes to that. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, it, it'll be nice when things things kind of kind of get back to normal. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, what I miss the most are movies. Yeah, I never really went okay. to movies all that much anyway, because they were uh, they're just too darn expensive. Yeah, you know when I was single, it was different. But you got three kids at home and a wife, and it's 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 you just feel kind of selfish to go. Hey, I'm going to go see a movie. You guys just stay at home. So if I want to go see a movie, I got to kind of take them with me. And yeah, yeah. So like expensive. you and your wife, that's easily twenty plus bucks plus yeah. kids. Uh, I mean, you're probably looking at at least what forty bucks at least just well, to get into the theater before you even yeah buy a soda and popcorn. Typically, we would if if we got a tax refund back around February or March. That's when we'd go see a movie. We would that was one of our big spends. We would go out for a night on the town, go see a movie, which always seemed to coincide. It's it's usually coincides with one of my daughter's birthdays. She's she was born in February, so she typically picked the movie. And I think oh great, we, we went and saw the second SpongeBob movie one year and and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well, awesome. So you are one of the hosts of Half Hour Wasted. 
Yes, for sir. folks, I can't imagine anybody not knowing what half hour wasted is. But for those who don't, tell us about tell us about half hour wasted. Tell us how it kind of got started, and just tell us what the show is. So we probably started about ten plus years ago. In fact, I know it was ten plus years ago. Uh, we just celebrated our five hundredth episode, and we got a lovely message from you, Stephen, which made me laugh tremendously. I, I have um, a story about that. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. And uh, the show is three guys, three normal guys. We're all in our 40s, 50s right now. And we talk about pop, pop culture stuff, but it's about three friends who are talking about pop culture stuff. And sometimes we get into arguments, but we love each other. And, uh, you know, we get into arguments about, about pop culture stuff, but we love each other. It's fun. We try to be family friendly and we try to bring joy to people's, pe- people's day. Uh, uh, you know, just just something to kill kill time with, and it's called half hour wasted, and we rarely uh, stay under a half hour. Um, but uh, you know what? Uh, give us a listen; we'd appreciate it. And uh, it's just it's just a way to kill some time. You know, I one of the things I like about your show is the fact that you do keep it family friendly, and it's one of the things that I've always tried to do with my show as well. It's it's uh you know it's. It seems like a lot of the podcasts out there, everybody, and I don't want to condone anybody. You know, if you want to, if you want to swear all over the place, that's, that's your prerogative. But having kids and when I started podcasting, it was around the same time you guys did. And my kids were fairly young. And so if I was in the car and I, I, there were a lot of podcasts I couldn't listen to in the car with my kids, but half hour wasted. Typically I could. Yeah. Even when you guys would talk about something that might be inappropriate, you would kind of dance around it, and the kids were young enough that they didn't understand what it was you were talking about. Yeah, we uh, uh, we kind of pride ourselves on kind of dancing around, but still acknowledging certain things. Um, uh, but uh, I feel kind kind of the same way as you. You know, there uh, it, it's. And again, just like you, there are some talented people out there who, you know, they, they just say what they say. And that's great. There's a couple of podcasts I listen to with comedians on it. They'll be blue all day. And that's yeah. great. Um, I respect the challenge of just trying to keep keep it focused and and, uh, and stay on topic and, and choosing your words carefully, I guess. Um, I guess... Uh, uh, you know, and then plus it's kind of fun to listen to it with, you know, your mom or your dad or your sisters or something. You know, I, I just try to keep that in mind. We all do. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Brad, uh, Brad and Bill have kids. So uh, I think they, they're particularly um, more sensitive to it or aware of it than, than I can yeah. be sometimes. Yeah. I want to real quick, I just want to give a shout out. It looks like uh, one of my one of my podcast listeners. Hello, Kenny has joined us live. Kenny. Tip my hat to you, Kenny. I saw your uh, your messages kind of pop up. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, I like your uh, <laughs> I like your avatar. It's a happy little kitty. <laughs> I I have two cats running around right now. They are they're a couple of fellas, and they're playing. They're play fighting as cats do. So I have yet to have any of them, either of them, interrupt during a live stream. I expect them at any moment to jump up on the keyboard. Because they tend to do that whenever I get my laptop out, but so far they've they've respected the show. Um, real quick, I want to tell you this story about the thing that I put together for you guys for the, okay. the five hundred. Now, originally, okay, so so I put this 
I guess we'll call it a voicemail because it was an audio thing that I put together. And uh, I finished it all up and I was editing it down and I was getting ready to send it. And I was like, holy crap, this thing is almost eight minutes long. There is no way that they're going to play that live on the episode. And I listened back to it probably six or seven times. And I'm just the kind of person that is like, no, I can't cut that out. I can't. That's, that's old. I can't cut that out. So I left it the way it was, knowing that there was probably a good chance you guys weren't going to play the whole thing. Um, but the little piece that I put together for, for folks who haven't maybe listened to Half Hour Wasted, uh, Half Hour Wasted is part of a podcast network called the HHWLOD Podcast Network. It's you guys. There's a bunch of other podcasts, but you guys started it with, well, at the time they were called the Legion of Dudes, but they're yeah, called the Legion of Dudes. now, right? Don't they have, haven't they changed their name? Yeah. Uh, basically it's just down to two shows now, us and the Walking Dead podcast. Okay. Uh, uh, but yeah, there used to be, gosh, maybe four or five podcasts under that network. But, you know, when you can't figure out how to make money from it. <laughs> right. It, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's this thing that you guys put in front of all your episodes, whether it's a half hour wasted episode or a, or a the Walking Dead podcast or whatever. It's like this little what, what, what would you call that? The, a little thing that you put in front of every episode is that you're in the industry. What would they call that? Yeah, um, I, I would call that like a like a bumper. And bumper. basically, it just it, it just kind of tells you uh, uh, what the network is about. You know, right. You're looking to a half hour wasted where we talk about comic books, movies. Yeah, so so it's like it starts out, and it's basically each of you, um, you and 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 Bill and well, I don't know if Bill and anyway, all the guys, yeah. each comics, movies, television, comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Well, actually, two years ago, I put that thing together. I actually I re-recorded it when I sent it to you guys for the 500, but I put a version of that together two years ago when I started podcasting again, because right after I started podcasting, I, I, I looked out there and I said, holy crap, Half Hour Wasted is podcasting again, because you guys had gone away for a little while, and then you came back right around the same time as I did. So I put together a quick little voicemail. And I added that, I put that together and I sent it out and I guess Brad never got it. And so I was like, for a good year, I was just like, what the frick? Are they going to play this? Thing or not? Are they angry at me? Have I done something wrong? I, I'm I, paranoid that way. I, I have done that same thing, like sent an email or something to a show I like. And I go, this is gold. Why aren't they reading it anyway? Well, the thing that I think the, the funniest part, the funniest part of the story is, is that when I put that little piece together, um, basically what I did is I came up with a bunch of uh, uh, nonsense words that have nothing to do with anything that you guys podcast. And I interspersed them in there. So it was like comics, clocks, television, socks, comics, pudding, movies, baked beans, music, clocks, video games, tube socks, technology, ear sweat, Blu-ray, topiaries, television, alpaca ranches. This is the HHW LOD podcast network. You know, that kind of thing. And I used to podcast using my phone as a microphone sitting in my car in the parking lot at work. And so I had gone out for lunch one day and I took a note card and a pen with me and I listened to that intro, that bumper over and over. And I just kept writing down words that I wanted to stick in there. And then I would listen to the bumper and I would read the words out and see how they fit in. And then I ended up 
recording it. I folded the note card, stuck it in my pocket, went home that night, just took everything out of my pocket, threw it into a little bowl by the door. And at one point in the middle of the evening, my wife comes out to me holding this note card and she goes, what is this? And it's just this note card that has like clocks, llamas, you know, baked beans, just this list. Of things. And she was just like, what is, why are you making a list of alpaca farms and baked beans? And so I had to explain it to her and I'm laughing the entire time I explained it to her. Cause I think, I think it's so funny. And she's just, she's just shaking her head. She doesn't get it at all. So then when you guys hit your 500, I thought, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try this again. So I put I put another one together. And I sent it out to you guys. And then when you guys played it, I ended up taking the, my phone into my wife. And I said, listen to this. Do you remember when this happened two years ago? And she, of course, didn't remember at all. But I told her, I said, I said I'll be honest with you. Um, I put that together mainly to make Frank laugh. That Frank, I said, it, it, if Brad and Bill laugh, that's great. But Frank was my target audience when I put that together. You, you, you were who I was thinking of the entire time I was putting that together. I'd be like, clocks i bet frank will find that funny <laughs> you know okay i have to admit clocks is the one that just killed me and i wish i knew why it just uh it killed me you did a great job that was a home run thank you well kenny wants to know about this shirt that i'm wearing oh yeah uh, that when i first came back to podcasting two years ago i actually started with the show called steven or else right and this was my podcast badge logo thing and i made some shirts up and i no longer do steven or else but i still have the shirt it has not weathered well in the laundry but it has that distressed look that uh that yeah. i think a lot of people appreciate the artwork uh created by this was actually created by harold jennett he made this ah, man the camera is like reversed so it's hard for me to yeah. put my I'm finger looking, my i'm looking at it correctly yeah so maybe reverse so, you Harold put this together a number of years ago um, before I think uh, I had been talking about five or six years ago doing a website and I was going to, he and I were talking and I said, I need to do a website because I had been writing and I was going to start self-publishing books. And I said, uh, I don't want to just have a Stephen So what should my website be called? And then I thought I'll do Stephen or else because growing up, you have a name like, or people always say Stephen or Stephen or what? And I eventually started saying Stephen or else because I'm, I'm, I'm rough and tumble, you know, I'm a scrapper. So uh, that's what I called the website. And I can't remember one day I was feeling depressed and I can't remember why Harold and I chat all the time through Gmail. It's hangouts now, but it was just a Gmail. I am back in the day. And he was like, Hey, how's it going? I'm depressed. I couldn't remember why. And then 20 minutes later, he sends me this banner for my website. And this is, he ended up converting it into a square uh, at nice. one point to use as an avatar. But yeah, he just he just threw that together, and because uh, he's a that, good that dude. is awesome. Uh, Harold Jenna is a very talented, uh, very talented artist. Uh, I've met him in person a few times, and uh, he's he used to be a uh, uh, I wouldn't say a regular, but he had been been on half hour wasted uh, a number of times. I haven't talked to him in ages. I hope he's doing well. If you happen to hear this, uh, Harold, we miss you. We hope you're doing well, and uh, and uh, we hope you're staying busy. By the way, I apologize. I keep messing with my glasses, so I wear glasses and they're crooked. I'm looking at my reflection. I'm looking at my view screen. These glasses, I had to get. They're an emergency pair of glasses right when COVID hit, right 
at the end of February, I drove over my glasses. And so I had to put them together with duct tape. I went to the optometrist. They laughed at me because they looked like, you know, they just looked horrible. That's, I, that's, I need them to see. That's always something you want out of a, out of a medical professional is for them to <laughs> laugh at you. Right. They're like, are you serious? And go, look, I need glasses to see. And, and I couldn't really see what I was doing because it was blurry. So this is what we get. And so they're like, okay. So anyway, uh, they fill up my prescription. I end up going to, I'm not, I end up going to, I guess it's America's best. I just walk in, I grab the first pair of frames that fit my wide head and I go, please fill this out. Uh, and they go, okay, good. And then like a week later, they, they came in the mail, but I hate these frames. They're crooked. Uh, uh, at some point, I'll get some some new frames, but I apologize for messing with my glasses so much. Uh, I don't know if it's oh, distracting. Okay. As long as you're not three knuckles deep in the nose, I think. <laughs> Digging for gold is what a friend of mine used to call that. Just uh, my, I used to, before I got these thicker black glasses, I had glasses that always looked crooked. And I realized that it actually wasn't my glasses. I think it's just my ears. Oh, okay. my glasses sit a little look a little crooked on my face, and it's either my ears or my eyebrows don't quite line up. So, have you always glasses? Yeah, well, um, I started wearing glasses the summer before my freshman year of high school. Okay, uh, mine is age related, so just as you get older, your eyes start to start to go out. And uh, you know, I fought it for a long time, but uh, eventually, I just needed a pair of glasses and. Uh, and so now I just depend them on depend on them so much. When I was a kid, I wanted glasses though because I thought they looked so dang cool. Um, <laughs> and now that I have them, I hate them. They're the worst. <laughs> See, I can't imagine not having them. And I've yeah. tried. I went a year using contact lenses, and I hated those. Yeah. Could not stand contact lenses. Yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've heard the same thing. I've considered it, but uh, uh, oh, there's Kenny. He is asking. Yeah, he misses going to movies too. Any special plans for the home viewing of Wonder Woman 2? Well, I plan to get HBO Max to watch it. I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I have no plans to go to the movie theater because I'm trying to stay safe. I don't want to get sick. You know, living by myself, I'm worried that if I get sick, uh, who's going to take care of my dog? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. You know, if I had a family or something, I could at least kind of depend on them. But uh, so I plan to see it from home. I think that's a huge deal that Warner Brothers decided to do that and yeah. show all these major motion pictures uh, for a limited time online. I think that's brilliant. I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, I'll yeah, just go I, to the movie theater. Yeah, ever since when they announced that just a few days ago that in 2021, every movie that they put out, Warner Brothers, will also go on to HBO Max for, I think it's going to be a month. It'll be on HBO Max for a month. Then they'll take it off HBO Max to allow DVD sales and, and that kind of stuff. But we have uh, Disney+, Plus, Netflix, Hulu, and uh, just the idea of adding a fourth one to that. <laughs> and and, and um, well, first of all, I don't think HBO Max is on the Roku yet, which is what oh, we know. Um, I think it's close. I don't I don't okay. think it's on the Roku yet, but it's the most expensive of those streaming services. Now, if they're going to start putting brand new movies on there as they're released, that makes it worth that money. But we would have to cancel one or two of the other services to get HBO yeah. Max and where there's stuff we watch on all three of those. Yeah. So. And uh, in fact, um, I'm supposed to have Brad on 
this uh, streaming thing. We're going to do a live stream, I think, in two weeks, the Sunday after the final episode of season two of The Mandalorian comes out. He and I are going to come on and talk about mm-hmm. The Mandalorian, which I want to talk about it with you, but I, I need to save it for Brad. But it's so Holy. good. It I, is I, so I, good. Uh, I was uh, I was very surprised by that. I didn't know what to expect when I when I heard it was announced. Um, I in my mind, of course, I'm wrong now. But in my mind, I thought it was going to be kind of low budgety and real talky. Uh, but it's not. It's just oh. it's very well made. It's uh, it's action packed. Um, the storytelling is amazing. And I'll save that for you and Brad to kind of uh, dig in deep. I will. I will say this. Uh, yes, Kenny. Way too expensive. I mean. Netflix actually, I think, has just gone up to thirteen ninety nine a month. So I think they're uh-huh. now a dollar less because I think HBO Max is fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, so Netflix like is pushing it. Uh, but yeah, well, I, the, I will the way say I, this: I look at it with HBO is that that's the price of a movie ticket essentially. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm exactly. going to get Wonder Woman and some other content. I'll keep it for a month and then I'll just I'll drop it. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point because there's a lot of when they listed just some of the movies that are coming out next year. The new Godzilla versus King Kong is one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others that I just said. Oh my God. What's that? Dune. Yeah, Dune. I'm not a huge Dune guy. Never have been. Uh, we'll see what the movie does for me. Uh, I am. I say that I am trying to get Bill to come on to an episode as well. Hopefully, Bill doesn't hear this and go. He just <laughs> strikes my name off of his contact list. But. Bill is super busy because of his job and stuff, so he uh, yeah. he's uh, um, uh, he has to work hard on this schedule to kind of uh, make things work. Yeah, we're talking about maybe January. Good. Yeah. So um, I'm going to share my screen with you. Okay. I'm going to attempt to. Let's see. Let's. See. And while you're doing that. You get some shaving done. Okay. Oh, there we go. We got it. Okay. So <laughs> you should see a black screen now, correct? I see a black screen. Okay. So for in order, in order for me to do this, I can't actually see you anymore. Okay. So, but I put this up here because I want to try something new. I'm going to, this is the first time I'm ever doing this, but I want to play Steven's game. Steven's game. Okay. <laughs> Wait, watch this. You ready? Watch. Whoa. There's no audio, so I got it. Oh, we got lovely animation. Uh, love it. It looks like you're wearing Mickey Mouse ears, too. I am. <laughs> and I'm super happy about it. But, but this isn't just Steven's game. This is the Simpsons edition. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Okay, so this is going to be done in three rounds. Total, the this game, by the time it's done, you have the capability of winning 100 points. It doesn't Whoa. actually win you anything, but Sorry. earning 100 points. Our first round is trivia. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Give it to me. Okay, I'm going to give you a question. These will be multiple choice. So I'll give you a question, and then I'll give you your multiple choice answers. Ready? Ready. Question one. This is for five points. What is the name of the Simpsons pet dog? Is it A? Curly Joe, B, Santa's Little Helper, C, Snowball, or D, Scooby-Dude? Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I didn't even need the multiple choice questions because I'm a huge fan. They got their dog on the first episode of The Simpsons, and the dog's name is Santa's Little Helper. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. The correct answer is 
Santa's little helper. Yeah, I gave you a softball. <laughs> I, threw, I threw a softball in that first one. I even knew that one. And I'm kind of a, I've watched some Simpsons, but I'm not a huge super fan. I will uh, say that's real quick. Another, that's another advantage of having Disney Plus is, is they have the back catalog of all the Simpsons, which I'll occasionally throw on and watch. Yeah. I will say that final option, Scooby Dude. I had a friend in high school who had a dog named Scooby Dude. Oh, that is an awesome name. So if you're watching, Paul, that was for you. All right. Question two, also worth five points. I should probably be tallying up the points here. Hold on just a yeah, second. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll do that, too. I, mean, I don't even keep a pen on my desk anymore. Yeah, I, I totally wasn't ready for this. Okay, I got five points. I'm All right. Score two. I'm using my red nose day Walgreens pin. <laughs> All right, question number two. Which cartoon inspired the Itchy and Scratchy show? Was it A, Sylvester and Tweety, B, Tom and Jerry, C, Scooby-Doo, or D, Attack on Titan? Okay, so I don't know this, but I'm going to assume it's B, Tom and Jerry. Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. The correct answer is Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry, cat and mouse. Yeah, so that gets you another five points. Five points. Got it. By the way, apparently there's a new Tom and Jerry movie coming out, and that's going to be part of the HBO Max. They're doing a new animated series, like high-end animation for Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I watched the trailer. It's one of those live-action mixed with animation. Uh, It's set in a hotel, and Tom and Jerry are the only animated characters, and everybody else is real. And Jerry is a mouse at the hotel and they bring in Tom to try to get rid of Jerry. I'll be honest with you. doesn't look good. I'm, and I'm a huge, I'm a big Tom and Jerry fan. I love those old Tom and Jerry cartoons, but do they, did they talk in the preview? No, they don't talk. Tom and Jerry. don't talk. All right. Question number three, also worth five points. What is Marge Simpson's natural hair color? Hmm. Is it a gray B green C black or d plaid okay so i'm thinking back to an episode where she dyes her hair blue because she's as gray as a mule is the line in there so i'm gonna go ahead and say it's gray is that your final answer it is the correct answer is gray (laughs) another five points for for frank 15 points you're just you're just sailing away, man. <laughs> there, the third round, I think, is going to be kind of hard. I'm really okay. looking forward to the third round. All right. Question number four, also worth five points. What is Bart's full name? Is it A, Bartholomew Vance Simpson? B, Bartholomew Jojo Simpson? C, Bartholomew Ray Ray Simpson? Or D, Archibald J. Frankfurter third? Uh... You know what? I, it, this is funny. I'm I'm not sure about this one. I'm going to have to guess. Uh, Vance doesn't seem certain. Uh, Jojo and Ray Ray really feel familiar. Uh, I think Jojo was the name of a gorilla or a monkey. I'm going to say Jojo. B. Is that your final answer? Yes, it is. The correct answer, Frank, for five points, Bartholomew Jojo <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> All right, here is the final question for round one. Okay. Question number five, also worth five points. What's the name of the retirement home where Homer's father, Abraham, lives? Is it A, the Springfield Retirement Fortress? 
B, the Springfield Retirement Palace. C, the Springfield Retirement Castle. Or D, the Death Star. It would be awesome if it was the Death Star, uh, but it is Castle. C. C, is that your final answer? Yes, sir. All right, let's see if you made a queen, a queen, a clean sweep of round one. The answer is the Springfield Retirement Castle. <laughs> I had to guess at one of those. I did not know JoJo. You got 25 points so far, Frank. All right. All right, Ooh. round two is who said it. I'm going to give you a quote from one of the characters. This will also be multiple choice. So you'll get the quote. I'll give you a choice of four different characters. You tell me who said it. You ready? Yes, sir. Quote number one, five points. Each one, there'll be five of them. Each one is worth five points. I'd rather let a thousand guilty men go free than chase after them. Was this A, Sergeant Lou, B, Chief Clancy Wiggum, C, Officer Eddie, or D, Tommy Chong? Uh, uh, I already went ahead and gave myself five points. It's Chief, Chief Clancy Wiggum. It is Chief Clancy Wiggum. <laughs> such a good line. It's such a, that is a good line, yeah. <laughs> All right. Quote number two. Go out on a Tuesday? Who am I? <laughs> Was it A, Barney Gumble, B, Otto Mann, C, Marge Simpson, or D, Charlie Sheen. Okay. Uh, this is another guess, but I have to assume it is Marge Simpson because uh, Marge is the only one who would think Charlie Sheen is super cool. <laughs> That's your final answer? Final answer. Marge Simpson. Yeah. Now, the funny thing about this one is this was the first time. Again, I've, I've watched a lot of Simpsons, but I'm not a huge Simpsons person. This is the first time I, I realized or discovered that Otto's last name is actually Man. Now, Bart always says Otto Man when he sees him, but I just thought it was like, a, what's up, man? You know, Otto yeah. Man, you know, that's his actual last name. I found that very funny. And that was a, uh, we see that on his license. I don't if you remember. I think we see it on his license. Anyway, continue. We may I'm have. Excited. Yeah. All right. Quote number three. Oops, lost a nail. Well, that's leprosy for you. <laughs> Was that A, Mr. Burns, B, Krusty the Clown, C, Mo Sislak, or D, Charlie Sheen? <laughs> uh, um, you know, Charlie Sheen may be saying that at some point because he, he seems to have like every disease in the world. But it is Mr. Burns. Um, I believe he was giving someone a um, – he was talking about friendship and uh, – uh, he was handing someone like a glass of lemonade or something, and his nail fell off. But Mr. Burns. <laughs> it is Mr. Burns. <laughs> well, that's All right. Quote number four. You ready? Yes, sir. It's not easy to juggle a pregnant wife and a troubled child, but somehow I managed to fit in eight hours of TV a day. Was that Ned Flanders, B, Homer Simpson, C, Bumblebee Man, or D, Charlie Sheen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to give that to, to Homer Simpson. And I think that was before Lisa, uh, Lisa and Maggie were born. So Homer Simpson. Is that your final answer? Yes, sir. Homer Simpson is correct. Oh, All right. Wow. This is the last quote. And as a personal note, this is my favorite one of the five. Good, good, good. Well, he's kind of had it in for me since I accidentally ran over his dog. 
actually replace accidentally with repeatedly and replace dog with son. Who said it? Was it A, Lionel Hutz, B, Surly Duff, C, Disco Stew, or D, Charlie Sheen? I watched this episode yesterday. Oh, boy. Uh, Margin Chains is what it's called, and it's Lionel Hutz. Is that your final answer? Yes, sir. See, I thought I was going to get you with that one. <laughs> I watched that one yesterday. Uh, that is so that's my favorite quote. <laughs> replace accidentally with repeatedly and replace dog with son. And I believe that was Judge Snyder's son, too. Mm. Lionel Hutz. He was voiced by Phil Hartman. Is that correct? Yes, he was. Uh, um, what? Uh, um, quick side note. I was watching a YouTube video where they kind of were showcasing certain characters and they were showcasing uh, Lionel Hutz. And they talked about Phil Hartman and, and about all of Lionel Hutz's appearances and yeah. uh, they talked about this particular one margin james and so i said i'm gonna watch that nice see it was meant to be yes exactly i got 50 you're just, yeah you're sweeping this now i you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get the full 100 points i'm gonna tell you that right now okay this next round is round three it's called name that character and each there there are five in this each one has a potential of 10 points each but the way it's going to work is I have found five different Simpsons characters or photos of five different Simpsons characters um, as Funko Pop vinyl figures. Oh. And what I've done is I've created a video that is completely zoomed in on that character. And it's going to slowly zoom out in 10, in 10 seconds. It's going to take 10 seconds to go from this to where you see the full character. And so at any point during those 10 seconds... If you can guess who it is, you tell me to stop. I will stop the video. If you have it correct, then however many seconds are left, that's your that's your number of points. Got it. This is a so good here, okay. This is a, uh, I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of stole this idea from Good Mythical Morning. But anyway, here, here's an example. This, this is not uh, a Simpsons character. This is an example of, of what it's going to look like. Okay. Oh, you're right. There's no way I'm going to get the 10 points. Okay, stop. That's J.J. Abrams. Oh. <laughs> no. It was an example, I understand. but That was uh, not J.J. Abrams. And I used somebody, just a real person, to make it even more difficult on this one. This is celebrated author Stephen King. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I don't think I would have ever gotten that. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons I ones will be easier. Okay. I swear that's J.J. Abrams, but but he is holding a book, so I guess that makes yeah. him Stephen King. Okay. Oops. There, I'm doing this one again. Hold on. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Here's the first one. Tell me when to stop when you think you have it. Okay. Um, and we are starting now. Okay. Red and yellow band. No real features yet. Okay. Uh, stop. Millhouse. Van Houghton. Millhouse. You get one point for that because it got to what? nine seconds. Okay. I told you this one's going to be hard. I know. <laughs> Let's go ahead and finish it out. Yep, Millhouse. I like Millhouse. Uh, he he is a uh, uh, he is a great character. Uh, he's a sad sack, and uh, he usually has great lines. Yeah, actually, one of my favorites, and he's he's not at all in any of these games. Um, Chief Wiggum, what's his name? Uh oh, Ralph. 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 He's he's got the best lines. <laughs> he does. <laughs> 
All right. Here goes number two. Are you ready? Yes. I am starting now. Okay. I'm seeing a bulge, yellow bulge, purple stop. That is Bartman. Final answer? Final answer. Okay. You're at basically seven seconds. Let's see. That is Bartman. <laughs> it, gives you, it gives you three points. Three points. Gotcha. All right. <clears throat> number three. Are you ready? Yes. I'm starting now. Okay. I see like a nose. Okay. So that's the nose. The eyes are coming in. Uh, 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 stop. Chief Wiggum. Chief Wiggum for one point. One point. Five. Uh, I, the moment I saw the, the blue and the black underneath his chin, that's when I knew it. See, they, like I said, I, I kind of ripped this off from a, a, I don't know if you've ever watched Good Mythical Morning. It's a YouTube show. Every once in a while, they'll do episodes where they will do stuff where they will like, <clears throat> they do a bunch of different things. Like they will, they will have something that has been melted and they will play it being melted in reverse. Oh. And they have to figure out what it is before it's completed or something being built by Lego in a, in a time lapse and they'll, oh, they'll play nice. that stuff. So it's kind of, this weird. is a good gag. I like this. Okay. So that was number three. This is number four. Okay. And I am going to start now. Okay. We have like a tan, something tan. You don't see that color a lot. Uh, stop. That is grandpa Simpson. Grandpa Simpson. Let's see. This is six and a half seconds. I will give you four points for this, if that's correct. Okay. So nine total. It's Grandpa, Grandpa Simpson. Now, for a moment, I thought that was the uh, director of the play where Marge uh, was in the streetcar named Desire the Musical. There, there's a uh, the director in there is very flamboyant and angry. I thought it was him for just a moment. But uh, it turned out to be Grandpa. No, uh, I, I will help you out for this last one. None of these characters, with the exception of maybe Bartman, are are obscure. These are they're not really obscure. Okay. All right. Last one. Are you ready? Yes. I am going to start now. Oh, dang it! Okay. Okay. I'm closing my eyes. Okay. You ready? All right. Eyes opening. Yes. I'm going to start now. Okay. I see like a yellow curve, some vampire teeth. Maybe. Uh, stop. That is Barney Gumble, the town drunk. Okay, for three points, let's see if you're correct. Ta-da! Barney Gumble. So let's see, that's seven, eight, nine, 12 points plus 50. You got 62 out of 100 points. Uh, I think I think I would have done, I'm going to brag about myself. I think I, I did a little better than most people out there would, especially on the fun kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, you swept. The freaking trivia in quotes. I knew, like I said, I knew you were not going to get, I think when, if I do this with other folks, like I'm thinking about putting together something like this for Brad with Star Wars stuff. And so I I, want to do this for, for Brad. And then if I get Bill on just to see which one of you guys scores the most points, but I don't know, you'd have to be a freaking genius or have (laughs) the answers to get a hundred points. You know, I think, I think with Bill, if you were to do Star Trek characters, I don't know if Funko oh. makes Star Trek. He, uh, that would be his his bailiwick. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Um, I have one other little thing to play here. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. I did not have this one ready because I didn't know if we would have time to do it. Uh, understood completely. I am uh, 
you know, while you're doing that, um, let me uh, um, let me think of something funny to say. Bananas. Is is bananas funny? Uh, it's the first thing that popped in my head. I, you know, I used to always kind of a. Uh, um, I do a lot of writing in my job, and so w- one of the rules I kind of apply when I'm writing is the first thing you come up with isn't usually the best. Go with the second thing, and that's usually where you'll go. You know, that's where you'll get a funnier response. But in that case, I went with the first thing, which was bananas, which I should I should have. But I felt like uh, under pressure because there was dead air. Nobody was talking. <laughs> so it looks like Kenny. Since I couldn't see the, the anything but the the uh, PowerPoint as we were doing that, Kenny left a lot of comments during the game. Oh yeah. Um, at one point, he said, "We keep guessing the same." Good. He said, uh, "Simpsons genius," right there. I get, I'm assuming he's talking to you. Thank you, Kenny. Um, <clears throat> no one would say that was Stephen King. And the last one, he did better than me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Kenny. you for playing along, Kenny. All right, so I'm going to share the screen one more time. Yes, sir. Do do do. Uh, and while you're doing that, I can I can let our listener or your listeners know that Half Hour Wasted is going on a small hiatus. Um, maybe for just a couple of weeks, we're going to have something called random audio files kind of pop up uh, in the next weeks just to kind of fill in time. So there's something on the feed there. So that's just an FYI for your uh, for anyone listening. Yeah, it's nice when you can do that. When not only can you take a break but you can also still have stuff to fill in that break. I try to do that. I do my show in seasons. I don't have uh, just another fanboy. I don't have a specific schedule because I think the first season was like 72 episodes and the second season was about 40 some episodes. And I think this season will be about 48 episodes, but I try to put stuff in between each season um, just just to have something for people to listen to while I'm gone. It allows me to take a break and I still... I think like between season two and season three, I put together a bunch of uh, like kind of clip shows, stuff that was already recorded that I clipped together. And so I still had to put some work into it, but not as much as I would have just recording episodes. Yeah. And I've already, I think I've already talked about this on just another fanboy, but I am going to be ending season three uh, on December 31st. And then I won't be back until the third week of February but during the time that I'm off, I'm going to be putting all of these live streams up as audio episodes over on the Just Another Fanboy feed. So gotcha. anybody who doesn't just doesn't like YouTube and just shies away from YouTube and hates watching videos, they can they can still listen to them. Now, Bye. YouTube, I gotta. Walmart and YouTube, you're both evil. But <laughs> now anybody listening to this, when they get to the section where we're looking at the videos of the Funko Pop. That's not going to be as fun to them to listen to. But, you know, we all make our sacrifices, right? Right. Hey, it looks like right. we have a, a, a someone new in the room, a guy named Alan New Mutant. Oh, Alan. <laughs> and he misses yeah. you. He hasn't seen you in 15 years. Alan, my friend, I love you. <laughs> do you know New Mutant? Do you, uh, do you know Alan? Uh, no, I don't think so. And if I do, Alan, I apologize. Alan has been a listener of just another fanboy from the first time, first time around 10 years ago. Great. Um, got, got a lot of love for Alan. All right. Alan, I give you a cyber hug. <laughs> since I'm a dude, since I'm a dude, it's muscly. Oh yeah. 
All right. Um, let's start this thing. This is a little something I'm calling headlines. Headlines. Okay. It would be nice, would be nice if there's music. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three headlines I found out there on the interwebs over the last week. And then you decide which one sounds the most interesting. And I will read the article and we'll talk about it. Gotcha. All right. Headline number one. Tourist mails back stolen Roman marble, apologizes for being an American a-hole. <laughs> These all come from the Huffington Post, I should say. Okay. Headline number two, squirrel gets drunk on fermented pear because acorns can't dull the pain. Oh. And headline number three, is Duncan's $500, $500 tandem bike real? An investigation. Golly. Okay, so these are all kind of great story uh, uh, headlines. Uh, the Duncan $500 tandem bike, I'm going to toss out. Uh, I'm torn between the squirrel and the marble. Uh, poor squirrel is probably in pain. We'll go with the marble story. Roman, marble, uh, returned. Okay. Let's, I'm a big uh, fan of squirrels. I got them all through in my backyard. They make me happy. Uh, I don't want to hear about squirrels. If that were the case. You, okay, you chose the squirrel? No, 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 no. The, the, oh, you chose uh, Roman the Roman marble. marble. Yeah. Okay, let's pull up the Roman marble story. And you said these are all from HuffPo? Huffington, uh, the Huffington Post. Let me get rid of this ad. All right, a self-described American a-hole mailed a piece of marble taken from Italy back to the National Roman Museum with a note apologizing for snatching it in the first place. The museum posted an image of the package on its Facebook page Monday with a piece of marble that someone named Jess had apparently given to a person named Sam. Let me, uh, let me share this so you can see it. I have a funny story about an uh, European um Museum. I went to the Louvre. This was years ago. I know it's not Rome, but uh, I saw a uh, a woman touching statues, and uh, I knew it wasn't my place. But I went to go talk to her about it, and it turned out we were. She was blind, and this was a section of the museum where they allowed you to touch uh, uh, <laughs> touch the uh, statues. Here's Alan's note back to you about not sure if you knew him or not. Yeah, back from the uh, uh, Comic Geek, uh, Geek Speak days. Uh, Alan, hope you're doing well. Thanks for the reminder. And let's look at that. So I see a box with a whole bunch of crumpled picture paper, but I can't see the item in question. It, can you describe it? It's, yeah, it's, I don't know if you can see my cursor, but it's right here. And it says, to Sam, love Jess. And then I think it says Rome 2012. Yeah. So that's, it's like a bunch <laughs> of paper packing paper and then the marble is right in the middle of it so the person who took the marble sent a message with the package which the italian newspaper reprinted to whom it may concern i would like to return this rock to its rightful place anywhere within the roman ruins and i would greatly appreciate your assistance please forgive me for being such an american a-hole and taking something that was not mine to take i feel terribly for not only taking this item from its rightful place but placing writing on it as well that was extremely wrong of me, and now I realize in my later adult life how inconsiderate and disrespectful that was. I have attempted many hours of scrubbing and cleaning to remove, but to no success. Please forgive me. 
Um, way to go, uh, this gentleman, uh, for returning that. Uh, that is a, a piece of ancient history. I know it was fun to grab it, but that is cool that you made an effort uh, to yes, do it. Yes, it's, it's nice that they finally came to their senses, but it's stuff like that that makes the rest of the world hate Americans. <laughs> he, he ruined it for he ruins it for everybody when when you do that kind of stuff. But um, um, I can understand wanting a piece of something when you travel to somewhere interesting. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it belongs to that country. It's I, and I know it's just a rock or marble, but you know, it, it, that's where it belongs. Well, the the National Roman Museum's director goes on to tell the the newspaper that the package was sent from Atlanta. The marble fragment is potentially a piece of the Roman forum that had limited value. He believed the sender was a young woman, perhaps the Jess inscribed on the marble itself. Quote, from its tone, we imagine it was a young woman, he said. In 2017, she must have come to Rome and took this fragment of marble in order to gift it to her boyfriend. It made an impact on me precisely because she is young. She understood that she had made a mistake. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've often heard of these stories where, especially when you travel to Hawaii, you're not supposed to take lava rocks, I believe, uh, because if you do, you'll be cursed. Wasn't that an episode of the Brady Bunch or something along those lines? Yeah. But, that's definitely stuck with me, uh, um, that story. And I, I never want to take anything of historical value uh, like that. And, and, you know, I don't think anyone else out there should. Well, you know, I'd like to say that I'm not guilty of that. But when I went to visit White Sands, New Mexico, and there are signs all over the place saying, don't take any of the sand. <laughs> I'm not going like to dare. admit my guilt, but I'll just say. <laughs> shrug, shrug. <laughs> For, for those listening to the audio later, I'm shrugging my shoulders and <laughs> nodding knowingly. Wink, wink. So, so yeah, uh, and on the Brady Bunch, it was a it was a little totem that was on a on a necklace that uh, one of them got. They thought it was good luck, and then everybody who ended up wearing it, something bad happened to them. Greg yeah. almost drowned when he was surfing. One of them had a spider crawl into their bed or something. And, yeah. Um. The Brady okay. Bunch was my show back in the day. Yeah, that and Gilligan's Island. Uh, I just, I thought Gilligan's Island was just the best show ever. And then I'm sure you grew up with some type of block of of the Three Stooges or Little Rascals running in the afternoon. Uh, uh, yep. Um, uh, I used to love the the, the Three Stooges, but uh, I, as I got older and I watched one, I thought they were kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, you definitely, knowing what we know about the Little Rascals now, you can't really watch that and have any fun with it, yeah. knowing that they were all basically indentured servants, you know? Oh, you see, that uh, that I, I wasn't aware of, but it doesn't surprise me uh, in the least. Yeah. In fact, um, Mo Sislak from The Simpsons claims to have been the first alfalfa. And, yes. uh, and, and he was like, a, he, he says, yeah, I was basically a, an orphan to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> to the movie studios. Yeah, I was trying to find some information on it, but if I remember correctly, of course it was, I don't think any of the kids got any any money out of the deal. It was basically child labor. They were almost, um, wish I could find. No, I totally believe it and understand it, I mean, especially, especially back then. But I, I have discovered that going back to 
and review things that I used to love, like the uh, like I recently rewatched an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man, which happened to be on broadcast TV, and I watched about fifteen minutes of it and just realized that my memory was so much better than the show itself. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That happens to me a lot. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, I as a kid, one of my f- most favorite cartoons ever was Robotech. It was like the first time I I found something that had a continuous narrative. It wasn't just episode. Each episode was its own little story. They all tied together. It told one big story. And as a kid, that just blew my mind. And they only played them before school at like six in the morning or something. So I would get up early and watch them. And then as soon as uh, streaming services became available, I think it was on Netflix. It might still be on Netflix, but I've I've tried to watch them and they're okay. I mean, I think they're still quite ahead of their time, obviously, because, you know, Japanese animation back then compared to American animation back then, it's just completely different. But knowing now that, Basically, there were, I don't know if you ever watched Robotech, but it was three different seasons that told ultimately one big story, but they were set in almost three different timelines, kind of. You find out later as you grow up that each season was actually, it was actually three completely separate shows in Japan. And the the American producers or something bought the rights. And then when they re-recorded all the voices, overdubbed them and stuff, they created their own story and managed to write it in such a way and edit it in such a way that the three seasons quote unquote tied together as if they were in the same universe, but they're not at all. And it's it's pretty interesting when you learn that kind of stuff, but. Um, So I never, I never watched Robotech, but uh, I, I didn't watch the battleship one. The name is escaping me right now. Um, um, Big battleship had a laser in the front of it. And uh, it was this epic story. You know, it's going to come to me as soon as we finish recording here. But uh, it, it was a Japanese cartoon as well. And um, and uh, it, that had, a, had an overarching arc, too, that I remember as a kid loving. Well, the very first season of Robotech had a big battleship. Let me see if I can find some uh, some photos of this thing. I don't think it had a big laser gun at the front of it, though. I'm not. Oh, look who just woke up. Hey, beautiful. I'm giving her a treat. So you said beautiful, and I just assume you're talking about me. <laughs> my, yeah, my, my dog. I, I tend to I tend to call her sweetie and beautiful, uh, especially when we go out to the park and stuff. I'm always worried that people are gonna like a like a woman's gonna say, "Hey, sweetie, come here," and they think I'm not I'm talking to them and not my dog. <laughs> yeah. Here, this let me uh, let me share this real quick. This is the um, one day I'll be quicker at this, and it'll be almost. That's what editing's for, anyway. Okay, that's not what I was thinking about. So you you shared a picture of a, of a spaceship that is a uh, very very mech looking. Yep. Uh, uh, lots of uh, 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 lots of pieces and parts and stuff, but it 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 uh, yeah. The one I'm thinking of definitely, if I remember correctly, I believe it was a, a it was an old battleship that was converted into a spaceship. And they attached a giant laser to the front. Star blazers. Star blazer. Is that it? Yes. That's, that's what it is. There you that's go. Right there. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounds super freaking um it sounds very familiar. I was I never watched Star Blazers, but I know that a lot of people did. I know that that was one of those really super popular ones back in the day, but it, it wasn't one that I, that I watched. But Star yeah, Blazers. I've, 
Yeah, I went back and watched it. Uh, maybe it was probably on Hulu in the early days of streaming Hulu, and I rewatched it. And that one I thought held up. Um, but for the most part, a lot of the shows that we liked as kids, um, especially if you grew up in the 70s and 80s, just uh, aren't as good as we remember. Right. Do you, did you ever watch um, Battle of the Planets? No, I wanted to. We didn't get that in our uh, where I grew up. We did get we did get Star Blazers, and just like you, it started at six in the morning. Uh, so if I wanted to see it, I had to wake up super early, and I'm not. A, oh, there we go. Yeah, uh, Alan was trying to tell us the whole time. <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Looking forward. Alan's like, come on. Uh, and look, that was the wave motion gun. Yeah, Alan, your messages just started popping up. Thank you, Alan. Um, There's a really good YouTube channel called Toy Galaxy. I love that guy. Do you, do you ever watch those? Yeah. yeah. He, he does an episode about Battle of Planets, which is really interesting. It's just about how a lot of that was uh, changed from its original version for American TV. And they even added animation to it to make it more Americanized. They added a, like a cute robot and stuff oh, like that. Oh, really? Okay. So that's I pretty re- I, I recently learned that... Um, um, oh, what is the name of that show? Uh, 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 it, it's a 90s show. It's the, it's the guys who are the robots, and uh, they combine to, to make a giant robot. Um, and they Voltron? have colors. I'm sorry? Voltron? Not Voltron, but it's live action. Anyway, that, that was a... Uh, that that was a Japanese uh, uh, show, uh, and it has all these people in costumes fighting like old Godzilla movies. Uh, that was Power originally. Rangers. I'm sorry. Power Rangers. Power Rangers. That's it. I just couldn't think of it. Power Rangers originally was a Japanese show, and they basically replaced all the uh, non-costume parts with American actors and did their own stories. So they used the fighting scenes and the costume scenes and created their own stories for America. So similar along the lines of what you were described, um, like Battle of the Planets. Yeah. Not a Power Rangers guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was a little, I was a little past it. I knew people yeah, love I was, it. I, I was too old for Power Rangers, but I would watch, I would catch it every once in a while. And I would think if this was on, 10 years ago, I would have been all over this show. This would have been my freaking show. Exactly. Same thing. <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. I did watch the the movie, the big uh, big budget Hollywood movie they put out a couple of years ago yeah. and found it just to be ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure it was meant to be ridiculous, but it was just... It just wasn't for me. It's not my show. Yeah. You know, it depends on when you grow up and stuff. Uh, yeah. Just like you said, I, I I remember that coming on and I was thinking I would be into that. If oh, I yeah. Was. Uh, same thing with, with SpongeBob. I I, uh, I was never able to get into SpongeBob, but I felt the same way. It's because, man, this humor is so good, but I just can't latch onto it. But uh, I, I know it's brilliant. I, it's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Um, speaking of Japanese shows, have you watched, did you say you have Disney plus? Yes. We'll just, we'll talk about this real quick and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. And, um, but have you watched any of the 616 documentaries on there? No, I've seen them, but I haven't. The first one is really good. It's, it's all about the Japanese Spider-Man TV show. (laughs) It is so good. It's such a great, it, most of it is in Japanese because they talked to a lot of the people that worked on it. Like the, the guy who played, um, well, they had one guy in the suit and then they had another guy that played what would be their version of Peter Parker, even though he wasn't Peter Parker. He was their Spider-Man was nothing like our Spider-Man. The only the only similarity was the costume 
and that he climbed on walls and he had webbing. Otherwise, it was like it was Power Rangers before Power Rangers. Really? And they even make mention in the show that shows like Power Rangers derived a lot of their inspiration from the, the Japanese Spider-Man. You know, a lot of the shows that came after because they uh, a lot of the shows at that time were um, endorsed or funded by toy companies in Japan. And so a lot of the characters would be designed by these toy companies because they would have to make toys for them. And so one of the guys that worked for the toy company that that helped fund the show was trying to come up with something really exciting for the show. And he created a giant robot that Spider-Man gets into and, and drives around and they made a toy out of it. And so sometimes Spider-Man will be fighting these, you know, regular sized monsters and whatnot. And then sometimes he'll be in his big giant robot that doesn't look anything like Spider-Man. It has nothing to do with Spider-Man, but it's a big robot. And he's fighting monsters and it's, it's really fun looking. It's a, it was a really fun looking show, but that's, okay. that's definitely a, a, a that's definitely an episode you should check out is that 616. It's the very first one. Um, yeah, it's popped up. Uh, basically, all I'm doing on Disney is Mandalore and Simpsons. But I know there's like, I've been meaning to watch Hamilton uh, because I love the soundtrack. I, I'm only familiar with the soundtrack. I haven't watched Hamilton yet because I'm afraid that the version in my, I'll be disappointed with the version I have in my head. Uh, yeah, because I'm so familiar with the soundtrack that I'm afraid I'll watch it and I'll go. Mm. Yeah, I haven't even heard the soundtrack. I keep needing to watch it. My, it's like one of those things that everybody in this house wants to watch it, but we just haven't yet, and I'm not yeah. sure why. Yeah, I have no idea why. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, well, I will definitely check out that Spider-Man, uh, Japanese Spider-Man. I've heard of it, and I've definitely seen small video clips of it, and it seems so weird and just um, like it. It feels like, from what I've seen, it's like if someone told you what Spider-Man was, but they didn't have a good idea of it, and then they told it to another person, and then another person, and then that person yeah. ended up making a show. That's what the Spider-Man would be. <laughs> yeah, the guy who becomes Spider-Man on the show, he's like a he. He races motorcycles. He lives with his uh, little sister and little brother, I think. And uh, their father dies and he uh, gets injured witnessing his father dying or something. The bad guys come after him and he escapes by falling. He goes into a cave and he falls down in a pit where he meets an alien spider dude who looks like a regular dude. But he's like an alien spider guy who gives him some of his blood, which turns him into Spider-Man. And uh, they, they talked about how they had to film a lot of stuff out in the woods because they would blow stuff up and they would get complaints in the city. If they were blowing stuff up, they'd be too loud and they would get complaints and the police would come. And so they had to go out into the woods. They'd have to write stuff. So he'd be fighting monsters in the woods just so they could blow stuff up. And the guy who was in the Spider-Man suit did all of his own stunts. And a lot of them were just like really dangerous and <laughs> It, it's really it's, it's really interesting. It's really fun to watch. All right, the, guy, the guy who played their their Peter Parker, I don't remember what his name was. He just he talks so fondly about the show. And at one point I think he's even got a tear in his eyes. He's talking about playing that character and it's really good. It's a it's it's a fun little documentary to watch. Um awesome. all right. Before we wrap this up, I got one last question for you since we got Christmas coming up. I know that everybody doesn't celebrate Christmas, so I'm just going to say we've got the holiday season coming up. Do you have any traditions that you do, whether it's 
I always watch a certain movie on Christmas Eve or there are certain things that you do, whether it's alone or with your family or whatever. What do you always, is there anything you always do around the holidays that you do every year? Uh, you know, uh, tradition wise, uh, other than when I was with my family, sometimes we would do a movie, but then again, everyone kind of does that. We were always a Christmas morning uh, family where we opened up the presents. We didn't do Christmas Eve. Um, uh, unfortunately, there is nothing, uh, no real tradition I have other than I love driving around in the morning, a uh, Christmas morning, and looking at all the empty stores. Like I'll drive by what is usually a very crowded Target or Walmart. There's always cart, but it's there's something kind of neat about driving by and nobody is there. Yeah, just the uh, empty streets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, and, unfortunately, uh, uh, as time has gone on, we, you know, we now have. St- have stores have their Black Friday sales uh, on Thanksgiving Day. That makes me kind of sad. You know, I kind of yeah. wish I kind of wish we had days where just things were closed. Um, so I, that's not really a tradition, but it is something I do uh, uh, almost every Christmas. Is just take that drive around and just look at all the empty parking lots. <laughs> yeah. But nothing. Uh, uh, I don't really watch a movie. I don't really do anything that that would be considered a tradition do you how about you let me turn it back to you my kids and i watch uh a christmas story every christmas eve um last year since we got disney plus i've got chris i've got a christmas story on dvd and i keep it in storage with the christmas decorations so when we pull the christmas decorations out we get that but then last year after we watched it we were what we were just looking on disney plus and seeing what christmas stuff they have on there and so we ended up watching the Muppets Christmas Carol. And my daughter said this year, she goes, she said, uh, dad, uh, this Christmas Eve, I want to watch Christmas story, but I also want to watch a Muppets Christmas Carol. We got to do that every year now too. She goes, I forgot how good that movie is. And so that's going to be added to our new tradition. We used to always go to my parents' house Christmas morning. We would get up, open our presents and then right away, I'll take showers and get dressed and, you know, go out to my parents' A number of years ago, we had a huge blizzard on Christmas Day, like uh, Christmas Eve throughout Christmas Day. And so that morning there, we were not leaving the house and we stayed home. And it was I got to I got to say it was like one of the best Christmases ever because we, we got to get up. We got to kids got to open their gifts and then we just didn't have to do anything for the rest of the day. Yeah. So at that point, by the next Christmas, we had told my family we're we're staying home. Uh, we would end up going and doing something with them like the weekend after. But then, of course, this Christmas, nobody's going anywhere because of COVID. Yeah. But we actually had to we've the, the the nice thing about my kids being a little older is we've had to to let them know that Christmas is going to be different this year um, because of COVID. Thankfully, I have my job. My mm-hmm. job didn't go anywhere. Very thankful for that. My wife, on the other hand, isn't working because of COVID. She worked for the the school district. She was a paraprofessional. Uh, for uh, like special needs kids, but she's not doing that. And so we don't have that income this year. And we basically told them, said, you know, if if we can swing it, you guys will get a Christmas present this year, but we may have to wait until we get that tax refund and then we'll have Christmas in February. (laughs) And they're okay with that. That's a nice thing about having kids that are, that are 15 years and up because they understand. Oh, okay. We're still, we're going to set up the Christmas tree. 
which will be fun with the two cats. I don't know how that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's well, what we're it, it's, uh, it's nice to think that, uh, that maybe this Christmas uh, people will kind of realize that, that maybe it's not all about the puzzles. I mean, maybe it's more just yeah. about the hanging out and, and being yeah. more like Thanksgiving. That's what I love about Thanksgiving. It's just about hanging out with family yeah. and friends. And uh, it'd be nice if that's what Christmas was more about, too. Yeah, we didn't do any kind of meal for Thanksgiving this year because we just none of us were feeling it. But yeah. we're probably since since the Christmas is going to be different this year, I think we're going to do some kind of meal for Christmas at home. So yeah. that'll well, be our. Yeah. Well, Frank, um, I absolutely loved having you on. Uh, maybe we can do this again in a couple months. And I'm sorry. What? If, Sorry, I tried, I if, I, if I tried that right now, it'd go, <laughs> uh, no, I'd love that too. Yeah. Let's keep it open. I'd love to come back. It'd be fun. Maybe I can, maybe you can better your score. Maybe we could do another Simpsons game and you can, you can get up to uh 63. Oh my gosh. That'd be awesome. And then we'll see. We'll, we'll I'll try to put something together for Brad and, and Bill and we'll see how well they do. I'll make sure and let them know how many points you got throw that challenge out to him. I'm not yeah. going to go easy on him. Like I said, <laughs> not being a big Simpsons fan, I there were certain questions that I was like, I, I know this one. So obviously Frank is going to know this one. But I, I thought some of those were going to be hard for you. I thought that Lionel Hutz quote, I mean, he's he's a regular. He's not really a regular regular, but he's on enough episodes. But I still, I figured he's not going to, he's not going to get that one. You know, it, it would have been uh, it would have been interesting had I not watched that episode yesterday uh, right. if I had gotten that. Uh, uh, because I, I don't know if I did, but I mean that was fresh in my mind. Yeah, they call that serendipity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right, Frank. It was great having you. Um, I hope you have a good holiday season. Stay safe out there. Give NASA a big hug for me. Uh, tell Brad and Frank. Tell Brad and Frank. Tell Brad and Bill. I always, you know, no offense to Bill, but when I first started listening to Half Hour Wasted, it was just you and Brad. So I always think when I think Brad, Brad and Frank. So I can't say Brad without saying Frank. Yeah, I get get that totally. But I'll let the gang know. I'll let Bill uh, Bill and Brad know. And uh, I think you'll you'll have a lot of fun when they're on your show, too. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right, Frank, see you later. All right, guys. Take care. Bye, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 